All right, let's do this. Hello and welcome episode 14 of Curiously Polar. My name is Chris Marquardt and far up north in Tromsø, northern Norway, there is again Mario Acorone, who, um, who's the guy who knows everything about the Arctic and the Antarctic and all things polar. Hey there. Yeah, hey there. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Chris. Um, I wouldn't say I know everything, but I... <laughs> I'm very curious. Okay, I, let's, uh, let's, let's put it this way. <laughs> Compared to what I know about these places, you know everything. It's a, ma- it's well, a matter of relations. I know yeah. hardly anything about these places. There's proportions, which, yes. Which is why I'm doing this podcast with you, so you can explain everything to me, because I'm curious. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's talk about something today uh, that uh, I'm not an expert about, and I know a little about, but uh, but very little compared to other stuff. Okay. And it's uh, about uh, the iceberg that um, sank the Titanic. Oh! The, so, yeah, okay, so the, okay, Titanic, We I don't think we have to explain that. The ship in 19-something? Oh, 12. 1912 uh, ran into an iceberg. The iceberg uh, hit, well, hit it hard enough to make it sink. We have several movies about this, and so it's part of our cultural knowledge now. Um, but yeah, that is a good question. Where did this iceberg come from? Um, how big was it? Do we know anything about this? Well, I think that uh, we can uh, probably also put some links about it. But there was um, there is a quite a good idea of what the uh, what the iceberg uh, looked like. It was not very big, but you know, uh, compared to the size of icebergs that we can. Uh, um that we can see i mean they can be much bigger especially now we have been also talking in a previous episode about the larsen sea uh shelf in antarctica and right. a big tabular iceberg which, which by the but way now has broken off and now has broken off yes yeah. uh but uh it was it was a and it, it was also an iceberg that had been traveling quite far south um from its origin um but uh it was still quite big and if you consider that uh, more or less, I mean, icebergs are made of ice, <laughs> as the name implies, and and uh, they weigh slightly less than a ton per cubic meter. Um, even even a small chunk of ice of a cubic meter is, is it, a big thing if it's hitting a ship. Is it like I've read somewhere? I think it's a density of about ninety percent. Off the water. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it really depends on how much air and uh, of course, of course. how much things are. It's inside, but it's. But as a rule of thumb, that would be. Yeah, as a rule, yeah. as a rule of thumb, yes. And um, yeah. So ninety uh, percent so, means ninety percent of the iceberg is also underwater. Uh, yes, it's also there. It really depends on, uh, yeah. of course, on the actual density of the thing. But of we course. can say that uh, it can come up to to that. If if the ice is really pure, then it's uh, then it becomes uh, it becomes uh, like. Uh, I mean, yeah, everyone can that, check this at home. Put an ice cube in a in a glass of water yeah. and see how much of it is underwater and how much is, is uh, over uh, water. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's our our yeah. normal thing. But you have seen when we have been sailing up in Svalbard uh, together that uh, even going through uh, just a few chunks of ice, when when these chunks of ice hit the hull of the ship, they make quite an impressive noise. Oh, that is very scary. Even though the hull of that ship of the Norderlicht was was uh, reinforced, so it could handle this, but uh, the few times when we actually had to kind of push push a, a small iceberg out of the way 
to get through that um that is very impressive especially yes. especially very, if you're on much. board and 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 envision drowning in the icc <laughs> uh, 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 exactly uh, and um well the um the titanic as you all know uh, went uh, sailing on its maiden voyage from from uh, britain to uh to the united states and uh it was trying to make uh, actually it left uh, first uh, uh southampton and then uh, he went to cherbourg and then uh, he went to uh, queenstown in uh, in ireland and then and then he was leaving and was heading to new york and uh, it was going very fast and it's taking a course um that was bringing it up north uh, towards labrador um, because of the, uh, well, he was taking a, a great circle course. So, uh, if you know, uh, if you are sailing straight, um, following the compass to the west, for example, uh, east west, then you are following a, a, um, a course that is, uh, longer than if you take uh, a great circle course. So, a course that is, uh, uh following the curvature of the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was going further north um, than uh, the uh, than other courses in order to shorten the uh, the voyage. And uh, it came up uh, into an area where there were uh, icebergs. And uh, it was April, and um, and uh, a lot of icebergs uh, come down through the Davis Straits uh, between Greenland, Davis Strait between Greenland and uh, and Canada. And, um, and end up uh, being taken by the currents, uh, in the, uh, along the east coast of the North American continent and as far south as Labrador, or even further south. So the, how long, the banks. How long do icebergs live? I mean, live in quote, of course, but how, how long do they, when after, after calving and breaking off a glacier, um, how long can we expect them to be big enough to be a danger for ships? Mm. It, um, it, it really depends, depends on the environmental. <laughs> it, it really depends on the environmental temperature. Right. So, uh, part of the iceberg is out on uh, in the open air, uh, and part of the iceberg is in the water. Right. The melting of the ice, which is what makes the iceberg smaller, um, is uh, happening by direct melting or by sublimation. So, either the ice becoming uh, water. And but, then flowing back into the ocean, or by evaporating directly. But most of passing. it, most of it, I guess, I would guess, melts under the water because it's in contact with salt water. Yes. Well, well, water is uh, absorbing a lot of heat. Uh, is the heat capacity of water is is very very large compared to the I heat capacity of air. Um, so the iceberg melts quite a lot. Uh, underwater, but the melting depends on the temperature differential between the ice and the water, and it depends on the surface compared to the volume uh, of the of the uh, of the iceberg. So what so what the, would uh, be the contact surface? What would what would uh, be typical numbers, or how long? I mean, I, I know there is not, there's probably not a, a good number to say, but is <laughs> is it is it feasible that an iceberg lives for two weeks, for two months? Um, what what's kind of large like? large icebergs like uh, the Larsen Sea piece of the Larsen Sea shelf that uh, went off can live for years. Okay. Mm. Okay. For for years, and then of course, uh, of course, it depends on this on the uh, on the currents on where they end up to. 
uh, a lot of the icebergs just get stranded uh, close to uh, shores and they stay and they don't move very much. But uh, the icebergs that are coming down from uh, the Davis Strait, uh, they uh, they actually travel further south uh, quite a lot. And in, in this uh, in this situation, and now I'm I'm of course. Uh, um, uh, going into the speculations of where the iceberg came from, and this is uh, this is something that um, has to be taken into consideration. Looking at the currents, the uh, movement of the masses of water around the oceans, because uh, the oceans are not uh, standing still. They are not. They are the water in the oceans is always moving, and. Um, and the surface currents and the uh, dominant winds, uh, they move the ice, uh, depending on, of course, on how much ice is underwater and what the, what the shape of the iceberg is. But, uh, uh, sea currents are the great influence on how the iceberg moves. And, um, one of the, uh, Bigger, biggest sources of icebergs in the North Atlantic of the icebergs that go along uh, the coast of uh, Labrador down the Davis Strait and down along the coast of Labrador and to Newfoundland uh, is the uh, Iluliset uh, Glacier, so the Jakobsound Glacier, which is the one where probably the uh, uh, iceberg that sank the Titanic came from. How, so that is in uh, in uh, East Greenland. This is in uh, West Greenland. Uh, West Greenland. Not so East. more or less uh, halfway up uh, the Greenland coast, uh, there is uh, a bay, which is called Disco Bay from the island of Disco, and um, the uh, one of the settlements, uh, one of the towns that is on Disco Bay is called uh, now Iluliset uh, in uh, Greenlandic. But uh, the Danes uh, called it Jakobshavn, and uh, the glacier by Jakobshavn is one of the fastest flowing glaciers in the world. So, so it's a and it moves and it produces a lot of icebergs. So, uh, how did they find out that that is probably the originating place for that iceberg? It's because, uh, well, first of all, it's a question of statistics um, about. Uh, 85% of all the icebergs that are in the North Atlantic come from the from Greenland, uh, from the Greenland's west coast. And, so it's uh, more likely to, for, for, for that iceberg so, to come from there. So we are, we are talking about a likelihood. So the, uh, most of the icebergs come from, the, from Greenland, so from the ice cap in Greenland, and, uh, and most of them come from the... Uh, ice shelf uh, from the calving of the glaciers in Iluliset. Most of the ones that get uh, uh, that have the possibility of moving out into the currents of in the Baffin Bay and get be taken down to uh, to further down in the in the uh, in the north northwest Atlantic. And and this is uh, this is because um, like usually uh, at this period in in history, like in the past centuries um, the glaciers are uh, getting into the fjords um, and uh, they are not uh, they, they can be captured inside a fjord a fjord has uh, often a threshold and uh, this means that this valley that goes into the sea or the sea comes into so the, the valley the underwater has a, valley as a as a 
is a barrier at the mouth or several barriers which are like uh, which could be moraines or could be rock formations um so the icebergs usually in most fjords in most ice fjords they get stuck inside the fjord like i, uh, I remember that greenland, from greenland uh, where, sound. where there was this like curtain of icebergs at the mouth of a fjord so uh, to mm. get in there, you'd had to kind of navigate around those icebergs, and those were those were stuck there. Yes, a lot of icebergs get 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 stranded until they get uh, small enough and they are keel, so the part that is underwater is melting and and makes them lift off the of the uh, of the sea bottom, mm -hmm. so they can move again. Uh, but the uh, size and shape of the Disco Bay allows a lot of icebergs to come out and then float out in Baffin Bay. And then the currents in Baffin Bay uh, move the waters also out of, uh, of the bay through the Davis Strait. And therefore, a lot of icebergs can move down to the Northeast Atlantic. And you get icebergs. There were also really nice pictures recently uh, this winter about uh, icebergs coming down to villages uh, along uh, Labrador. Oh wow! In Newfoundland, yeah. Um, so uh, it was uh, probably uh, uh, several factors that uh, that contributed to getting the glacier down there, but uh, uh, to get the to get the iceberg down there to where the the Titanic was going. But it was an area where uh, there were a lot of uh, a lot of icebergs. I mean, the the Titanic had uh, a lot of messages about. Uh, like weather reports about icebergs being in the area. So they knew that there were icebergs around there. Okay, so that's, that's at least to a high likelihood the origin of the iceberg that sank the Titanic. Wow. Exactly, yeah. Good. So that's it. Short episode yeah. compared to the last one. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's let's every let's, now and then. <laughs> let us wrap this up. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will come back next week where um, I think there might be another kind of lengthy episode coming up because we want to talk about walrus, and that is your area of expertise. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, one well. of them. Um, so I'll try. I'll try to be brief. <laughs> let's see where this takes us. Um, thanks everyone for listening. You can find more information, of course, in the show notes, the links uh, to various websites where you can read up a bit more. And then, if you go to curiouslypolar.com, there are lots of other episodes. Um, and of course, let us let us know in the in the ratings on iTunes how we're doing and what are the topics mm. you might want to see. So mm -hmm. until then, till next time talk to you and stay cool <laughs>